0: Good morning, everyone. Happy Advent. We would have no hope without Jesus. Advent is a season of joyful expectation. And it's joyful because we have a Savior. We're not celebrating just because of all of the traditions we have and all of the beautiful things that, that come this time of year, we're celebrating most of all because Jesus, our Savior, was born for us and that he sets us free from our sins and he opens a way to eternal life. Without him, we wouldn't have any hope beyond this life. Without him, we would not have the promise of the true and complete justice that only God can bring about. See, we can strive as as much as we want with our own efforts to bring about justice, but it's never truly possible to bring it about fully, only with, with human means. God alone is the one who can bring about true and lasting justice, and he will do this once and for all at the end of time. The problem is, it's very easy for us to forget about all of this, to forget how much we need a Savior and partly this is because the world around us is constantly telling us that we don't need Jesus. You even just think about the fact that so many governors across the country have declared that, that church is not an essential service. And just think about how that, especially for our young ones, kind of is going deep into their psyche, telling them that God is not really that important See, the modern world looks at Jesus in the same way that you might look at a lifeguard at a swimming pool. He's just kind of there. Mostly he leaves you alone, and mostly you leave him alone. You just do your thing. And it's not really that important. Like, maybe every once in a while you might need him, but. Uh, most of the time, you're doing just fine, and they, they might occasionally yell at you if you're running too fast or something like that, and, and, and that's about it. This is how many modern people look at Jesus. He's just there, but he doesn't really matter, and I can just live my life as I please. The reality is so is much more different from that. Imagine if you were in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by water on all sides. Maybe you've, maybe you've been in a situation like that, on a cruise ship or something. I have a little uh, sunfish sailboat, and I was able to take it out many times this summer on some of the great lakes. And one of those times, the, the wind kind of blew me out a little further than I intended to be, and it wasn't like I was completely out there, but I was definitely a little further from shore than I wanted, and uh, that was the last time Father Matthias ever sailed with me. So imagine you're out in the middle of the ocean in a little 12-foot boat, and then imagine a storm comes along, and you're separated from your boat, and you have no life jacket, and you're just treading water, hoping to make it. And you might last for a while, depending on how good at swimming you are, but eventually things are going to get pretty desperate. And then imagine, after being out there for a while, a lifeguard shows up. The incredible relief and joy that would come in that moment. That lifeguard would completely change the rest of your life. This is an image that's far more accurate to describe what Jesus really is to us. Without Jesus, we have nothing. And all we could hope for is to live a relatively long and happy life. But no matter how good or how long it may be, our lives would all end in death. But with Jesus, we have this incredible promise of eternal life. And this is what our first reading is trying to get at. The prophet Isaiah is speaking about how broken we are, how serious our sins are, and how much we need a Savior. The prophet says, Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways, and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Return for the sake of your servants." Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you. Behold, you are angry and we are sinful. All of us have become like unclean people. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves and our guilt carries us away like the wind. This is how desperately we need a Savior. And this is why this truly is a season of great joy and expectation, because our Savior is coming to be born for us. Advent is also a time for us to meditate on the fact that Jesus, just as he came as a little baby 2,000 years ago, Jesus is going to come again someday at the end of time. This is the message of our gospel Jesus uses this image of a master going away on a journey and he leaves his servants in charge and he places them and he gives each one of them their work and he orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. He says, watch therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming. I was able to go to India in college for a month and we stayed at a hotel in Calcutta. And they had a very high-tech security system for their gate. If you got back uh, late and the gate was locked, the only way to get back in was to shout and wake up the gate guard. He would usually sleep somewhere nearby and he'd pull out his keys and reach around through the bar and unlock it and let you in. And you just had to hope that he was there and that he would wake up. So you'd get there and shake the gates and make all these noises and, and you'd wonder if you're going to have to sleep outside if you didn't come and... Fortunately, he did come and he let us in, but that could have, been, could have been an interesting evening. So I experienced firsthand what this parable is talking about. Now, of course, Jesus is inviting us to not be like the servant who falls asleep, but to be vigilant and ready at the moment when the, servant, when the master returns to open wide the gates, to be ready for his arrival, to be diligently at work, with, with the duties that have been assigned. The prophet Isaiah says, Would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in all our ways. One of the great lies of the modern world is that you can just opt out of this, that you can just decide to not have anything to do with religion or Jesus or God, and just live your life as you please and And it will have no impact on you. But that is not the message of this parable. Jesus makes it very clear that none of us can opt out of this. God is God and there is nothing we can do about that. And there will be a time when the master will come back. Our choice is whether we want to prepare for that moment or not. If we want to be diligent servants faithfully doing the master's master's wishes or ignoring him. So the question for us during this season of Advent is, are we ready for the master to return? We have been given so many blessings. We live in such a, a time of freedom. We're able to practice our faith exactly how we please. We live in so much prosperity and blessings. I know there's lots of problems that are going on and we tend to focus on those nowadays. But the the truth is, there are a lot of things that are going very well. And one of the blessings of going other places in the world is you begin to see how good we have it in our country. So what are we doing with these blessings? Are we using the prosperity and the freedom that we have to be good Vigilant servants awaiting our master's return? Or are we falling asleep? Are we becoming lazy in our faith by not praying, by allowing patterns of sin to develop and take hold in our lives, by filling our minds with entertainment media and all of these other voices that can completely choke the Word of God in our hearts, by not coming to Mass? I know many of us are staying home for legitimate reasons, but there is a grave danger during this lockdown to stop coming to church simply because it's inconvenient. And by doing that, we become like these servants who are not vigilant, who are not ready for the master's return. So at some point in the next few weeks, I'd like to invite you to do a little prayer exercise. I'm going to describe it for you right now. I didn't come up with this myself. This was in a little prayer group I was in this week. And don't worry about getting all the details right right now. You can always come back online and listen to this homily later. But just take a moment and and close your eyes. So at some point, go to your your place of prayer, whether that's at home in your room or, or at the church or wherever. But bring with you a piece of paper. On the top of it, you can write God. And on the bottom of the piece of paper, you can write your name. And then take that paper and tear it in half so that there's the separation between God and you. And take those two pieces of paper, lay them on the ground at your feet, about 12 inches apart, and just look at it for a while. And allow the reality of that separation to sink in deep into your heart. Because that separation is what we would still be in today if it weren't for Jesus. We would have no way of being united with God our Father. We would have no path to eternal life. All we would have is this life here on earth. And yes, there are blessings and good things about it, but there are also lots of hard things. Sin, separation, and worst of all, death itself. And that is all we would have. So just take some time, 5, 10, 15 minutes, and just dwell on that and allow the seriousness of that separation to penetrate deep into your heart. And then find the largest crucifix you have in your house and lay that crucifix down so that it forms a bridge between those two pieces of paper, between God and you. And then take some time to meditate in the fact that Jesus has bridged that gap. There is this infinite chasm between God and us that none of us is capable of crossing no matter how much we try. You could do the, the greatest amount of prayer and penance and works of holiness for, for the rest of your life and you still would never even come close to bridging that gap. It is only the precious blood of Jesus that can form that bridge between us and God. So take some time to meditate on that, that Jesus has formed a way for you to be united with God our Father once again. That he has conquered sin. He has destroyed death. He has made a way for all of us to be reunited with God our Father in heaven and all of our loved ones who have gone before us. And then lastly, you can take that cross and you can hold it high or something like that. And imagine in that moment the cross standing over not only just you, but your family, your spouse, your children, your job, your home, everything in your life that, you, that, that is dear to you. Imagine that cross standing tall over all of that. Because Jesus is the Lord. He is the master of our lives. And he's coming back someday. The question for us is are we ready for that moment? We have an incredible gift in Jesus, our Savior who is coming for us to save us from our sins. To give us hope and meaning and purpose in this life. But Jesus also is truly the master of all. And let's be ready for that moment because it need not be a time of of fear and trepidation. A time when Jesus shows up and you're like, oh no, I'm not ready. I didn't think this was actually going to happen. Rather, it can be a time of great grace and blessing and joy. A moment when finally our King and our Lord comes back and he sets all things right. And he is there ready to welcome us once and for all into the kingdom of our Heavenly Father.